We're ready? I guess we're ready. We're ready? I don't know if ready would be the definitive word. James, what's uh what's the opposite of ready? Um not ready. Not ready? That that's good. Faculty. Mm. Welcome to Bonehead. <laughs> 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 Why is my nose starting to itch? Am I allergic to you people? I don't know, but that's a lot of itching. <laughs> that, uh, Thank God you got two hands to scratch. One's going to be on the back 40 for about a half a day. I'm saying you got a big nose. Do you realize you yeah. look like Agent Smith ate a lot of frosting? <laughs> Wasn't just frosting, some of it was pizza. <laughs> I thought he was going another way with that for a <laughs> All right, so today's topic is what is today's topic? The one of the finest actors of the 20th century being forgotten too soon. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Dom we're talking about one of the finest actors of the 20th century. Dom DeLuise. And one of the best beards. Dom DeLuise. Um, People marry him all the time he, to pretend they're straight. Do, do you think do do you think that maybe Look he up had the definition the of beard? beard? Huh? Do you think maybe he had the greatest beard? No, no. That uh, Kurt Russell. No, no. Who's better than Kurt Russell? Have you seen his new Santa Claus beard? I have. Well, no, That's I'm actually talking real. about. I'm talking about in the time period he was active. No. Kurt Russell. Kurt no. Russell's always been active. The guy, the guy with the weird eyeball. Oh, Jack Elam. Jack Elam. Jack he had Elam. the best beard. Jack Elam does have a mighty beard, but I don't know Kurt Russell, brother. Mm, Kurt. Joe, you know, your fascination with Kurt Russell's beard is neither here nor there. And I where swear it is, to you, God, we could do a whole episode on Kurt Russell's facial hair throughout cinema history. Captain Ron, baby. Oh, my God. You know that's John Carpenter's favorite role of his, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just like pointing it out. Boggles the mind. Boy, I like crazy. Captain Ron. I know you do. And you've never seen Falling Down either. Why are you so hate-filled? Lieutenant Ron. I don't know what he's talking about. So should we talk about Dom? Dom DeLuise was born August the 1st, 1933 in Brooklyn, New York, like a good Italian boy should be. He died May the 4th in 2009 at 75, like a good Italian boy should. He was married to the same woman, Carol Arthur, for 44 years. And to quote John Cleese, when you're married to the same woman that long... That shows to me you have a lack of imagination. But you still have most of your money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. John, you don't please. start. Please, you, please you don't come start, on our show and do a rebuttal, Mister. Absolutely. You don't start playing arenas in North Carolina to pay off uh, alimony. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if John Cleese is watching, God bless you for doing that show. We had a blast. And come on to Bonehead. And come on to Bonehead. We'll pay you nothing. <laughs> also fun to see you in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, we saw him in Louisville, Kentucky, and that was a lot of fun. And this is Dom DeLuise. <laughs> yeah, this is not the Python show. No. Who worked with John Cleese in... <laughs> <laughs> Good job, James. Good job. I didn't, job. I didn't do any research, but I'm sure they had to run into each other at some point, right? Yeah. So, But one of the uh, Dom DeLuise's best quotes, and, why, and this is probably... Dom DeLuise is one of our favorite actors in terms of comedy roles. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about Schindler's List level of acting, but you know, yeah, I don't know why. List. I don't know oh why I picked God. Schindler's List, but that guy, that guy plays Schindler's a hack. But um, 
And you know oh, who I God. didn't believe? The little girl in the red dress. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Maybe she was more method. But then there's a reason why I'm getting back oh on. Oh, my God. And there's a reason. The darkest joke I've ever told. <laughs> Yikes. And uh, they, um... Cheese and crackers! <laughs> so why didn't Dom DeLuise do more serious roles like Schindler's List? Well, because they, he said the reason he went into comedy is he tried to do serious acting and people just laughed we'll at, him. at him. The, why, now, here's truly. Why are we talking about Dom DeLuise? We could be talking about Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds passed a month ago. We've talked about Burt Reynolds on the show before. We could have do a whole episode on Burt Reynolds. Why are we doing Dom DeLuise? Why are we not doing Ned Beatty? Oh my God, we should totally do a Ned Beatty I show. I figured we would at some point. That would be great. Switching channels. Oh, Anyway, why? Why do we pick... He played second hey. banana to everyone. Right? But he was the best of the second bananas. Yeah, him and Don Knotts. Yeah, I mean... Who's better than he and Don Knotts? He, uh, the other person that comes to mind is is John Candy. And I think Dom DeLuise and John Candy had kind of that role. Yeah, but John, John Candy, John Candy had a lot of leader had had a lot of lead roles though, where Dom DeLuise did not. I mean, Fatso, um, he did, and I agree with that. Stuff. But I think, I think even when John Candy had a supporting role, he stole the show in some way. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. But and, I, and Dom DeLuise did the same thing. But Dom DeLuise is not the center point of History of the World Part One, but that's one of some of the scenes that I can quote from it. Yeah, and and he's in Blazing Saddles for all of two minutes, and he has one of the most memorable scenes in the entire movie. Oh, watch me, James. Mistake. Yes. But, yeah, I, the problem with comparing him to John Candy is John Candy was a leading man. And John he Candy was, but, was successful even, a leading man. I mean, I, mean I, I could give you a list of those movies. I don't yeah. know. I mean, what was he was in Fat So He's a Lady Man. What's the other one? Going Bananas, we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, Hot Stuff, Chad. I he, think, he's yeah. a leading man, but he yeah. also directed that. Yeah. He, I, honestly, those are the only three lead roles I could come to mind. The other only lead role was The Amazing Stories, and we can talk, we'll talk about that later. But for the most <clears> part, <throat> he was second banana to everybody. everybody yeah. <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, I think. If I were an actor, and I'm not an actor, and if I had talent, and we all know that I have no talent. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Silence. Thanks, Haley, for coming to the rescue. Yeah, well, Haley, just keep on talking say, on the Joe, phone. I'm texting you The more. truth will stand when the world falls. Yes. But I have no talent, but I think that would be a great... I mean, you, you get to come on, and he talks about it in quotes. Yeah. You know, you get to go on, you do five minutes, you do five minutes, you steal the thing, and then you get to go home at the end of the day. You're not there for the next two months. His exact quote about that, actually, is one that I will read. If you get to do a small part, and people notice it, and everybody seems to enjoy it and notice it, you can't go wrong with that. You know what I mean? If it's short, showy, funny, and they like it, or they mention it then you're home free yeah if you do a small part and they don't notice you then you're in trouble right so short sweet funny noticeable anytime anytime i don't mind playing the lead it just means you have to have lunch and dinner there <laughs> he wanted so, to be so this idea of, of, of again going home he liked to go home yeah. um there, there were some other quotes people talking about him that he was at it, he was probably at his happiest 
he loved working with people, and that's why a lot of the movies that we'll talk about later on, even if they weren't huge money makers, everybody that worked on them said they were fun. Uh, Mel Brooks has that quote about, you know, anytime you cast Dom DeLuise, he said it, we had to add two days to the shooting schedule to deal with the laughter. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, he started out in doing children's television, too. Well, before we get there, he was he wanted to be a comedian. He was born to Italian immigrants. And then, you're right, he worked in the theater in Cleveland. He worked in the theater in Cleveland. And then he went on to start do children's television in Cleveland. His very first role right. was in a children's show called Tinker's Workshop, where he played Tinker the Toy Maker. With, um, and one of his co-stars was uh, Mr. Kangaroo, actually. The man who played Mr. was that was, was that his real name? No, his real name was uh, <laughs> Mrs. Marsupial. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, it's Miss. It's it was actually uh, it was actually Admiral, but he didn't like to put on airs. <laughs> no, his uh, Mr. Kangaroo, Doc- Admiral Jumpy, Captain Kangaroo's real name was Robert Keishan or Kishan. Yeah, he should go with Kangaroo. Yeah, and then he he was on he played was he was with he did Sherry Lewis uh, in Lamb Chops. Well, uh, who didn't do Sherry Lewis? Uh, he played Kenny Ketchum, right? Yes, he was Kenny Ketchum, mm. and Kenny Ketchum was a detective. See, get it? He's a detective, and his name is Kenny Ketchum. Let's get back to Sherry Lewis and those lamb chops. Let's not say we did. All right. So he worked. He thrived in TV Friday. He, uh, atmosphere, he was on the Smothers Brothers, he was on the Jackie Gleason show. James, what else? Well, he did direct. He was an author, he was a director, he, he did cookbooks. We'll talk about the cookbooks and the books later, but he did direct. Yeah, he directed but he hot was, stuff. He really was kind of a renaissance man. Yeah, Boys Will and, Be Boys, which was a TV movie. Yeah, and he, uh, and, and so the hot stuff thing, um, at, has a uh, has a unique connection to uh, authors and, and things that we've talked about before. Um, Joe's already shaking his head, so you know this is going to be good. good. Yeah, I'm going to lay stuff. down. You, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Jad. Nobody. Go ahead. Fact, don't get back knows. up. We'll see if anybody notices. The trouble I see. You just keep drinking out of that abnormally large straw. He's compensating. <clears throat> Nobody anyway, knows. So, Dom DeLuise directed hot stuff which isn't a great movie he stars in it he his co-star is another literally makes orson Welles seems like he should just stay at the house i refer of course to the author songwriter and true american jerry reed you know what they um, say about jerry reed he and nakatomi never forget um oscar winning performance in the water boy Absolutely. Haley's behind the camera also. Jerry Reed, never forget. Nakatomi, never forget. <laughs> she doesn't know. Matter of fact, try not to forget a lot of stuff. That's that's how your brain should work. But Hot Dog hot Buds. Stuff. Never forget. <laughs> hot Katie Letter also had never forget. Uh, Ozzie right Davis in it. And if list. you don't know who Ozzie Davis is. He uh, was in a movie called Bubba Hotep and did nothing else. Yeah, he's not at all an important figure in. He did nothing with the civil rights, as I rec- as I hear. He and Ruby D. Anyway, keep now going. That we have lost any credibility. Um, hot, I almost said hot fuzz. Hot stuff also starred Dom DeLuise's kids, his wife, um, 
And once again, with one of those movies that probably was more fun on set than it was in theaters. Oh my the God, basic, what's the connection? Hold on. The basic plot <laughs> of the film is they play cops who are illegally smuggling things. And the tagline was, you can't arrest them. They're the cops. Um, the, Worked the, all day on that the, one, did you? What? I love you. I'll take this abuse. I've got tons of people who <laughs> stayed in line. The line to abuse. is I don't have to take this abuse from you. I've got thousands of people dying to abuse me. Well, I don't have thousands of people. I, just I use it at work people. Friday. Anyway. Could we get uh, to this the, connection? Nope. The, the authors of this film were Michael Caine, who would go on to write Smokey and the Bandit 2. And the other author was Donald E. Westlake. Now, Donald E. Westlake was the real name of somebody that had a ton of fake names. Uh, Donald E. Westlake was a, a wrote nonstop. He wrote films. He grew up, but he was most known for writing novels. Have you ever seen these films? That they got apps on them. <laughs> payback. Oh uh, yeah, payback. payback. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he wrote. Normally under the name Richard Stark. That wasn't his only name, though, because he wrote so many novels. Uh, at some points, he was averaging almost five novels a year. So he started making up fake names to use early in his career. And he was Richard Stark, Samuel Holt, Tucker Coe, Kirk Clark, J. Morgan Cunningham, Timothy J. Culver. And he wrote under all of these names. He's best known, though, as Richard Stark. And the somewhat... Um, obscured now to most people connection is Richard Stark being his pen name led to this other young upstart writer to develop a pen name of Joe Larry Hamilton yep that was it thanks Joe yeah Richard Bachman Who? Richard Bachman oh man Dick Bachman's boy Dick Bachman what the hell I tried to say Dick Bachman and Mockman came out. Well, Dick Bachman is the shortened version of Richard Bachman. Yeah. So. Oh, well, man. Well, he was a junior. I, I thought that you actually said. People um, called him Richie. Okay, so you know what was worse? And his dad's name was Dick, and it was weird. They had a dog, and they called it Richie Dick. You know what was worse than that That really convoluted connection? That joke. It's not really a <laughs> joke. Look it up. Anyway. It's just anyway. as truthful as that horse shit. <laughs> um. Stephen King allegedly chose the name Richard Bachman because he found out that he and Donald E. Westlake, better known to many people as Richard Stark, who did write the movie that um, Payback is based on, Parker, tons of other stuff, Fallen Angel, all that stuff are based on his novels. Um, he, uh, they both, their, their middle name is Edwin. That's the E in Westlake, and evidently it's Stephen Edwin King. I didn't know that. Um, huh. So when he had to come up with a pen name, he did you think Richard of, huh? Stark at the basis, and it was Richard Bachman. I'll take the orgasms, so but you're not faking. Richard and Richard Bachman is an homage to the guy that worked with the great Dom DeLuise to create the film Hot Turner Stuff. Overdrive. Did you say Turner Overdrive? Yes. Ted Turner's going to get back to that network. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Why did we do that again? <laughs> because the audio don't work so goodly sometimes. Maybe if you didn't mumble so much, mumbles. 
I'm dealing with I'm dealing with mumbles and mushmouth. <laughs> he was also Wait, who's mushmouth? That's Shut up, OBDK. <laughs> he was also on a lot of the D Martin shows, D Martin Rose. If by the way, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube. And try YouTube. those chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go on YouTube and watch some of the Dean Martin roasts. You can find almost all of them. Uh, so <laughs> and, then, and then go for the rotisserie. <laughs> Stay away from fried foods, kids. That's how I got here. That's how I got here. Fried and foods you, and ding-dongs. Not the candy, a, though. <laughs> it's a very little-known fact that Dean Martin... Joe ate doorbells. <laughs> It's a very well-known fact that he was a way better nope. than Kenny Rogers. Once again, we circumnavigated that. <laughs> and I ate the doorbell. Every time Chad pushes my nipples, <laughs> the cats run out of the room. <laughs> James, save us. So let's get talking about Dom DeLuise some more. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, summer replacements. He found himself on a lot of roasts. <laughs> Uh, being part of the in crowd, I, you know that's uh, that's another fascinating thing, fascinating thing to me. Is he's obviously what the hell is James putting down his gullet? <laughs> Was that side I'm killing, I'm just killing time till y'all catch back up to the to the script here. Uh, you okay, Haley? Uh -huh. Okay. Anyway. I just heard my tooth. So, how is it he got so popular? Because he, I mean, you were talking about a guy that was best friends with Burt Reynolds, who was the movie star of the 70s. Yeah. We're talking about a man who hung around with the Rat Pack. Yeah. How? It's. Is he that lovable? Was he that amazing? It's yet both. Well, I think I, he I, was, yeah. What? I mean, and, and, and that's kind of the thing, too. Like I said, he's, he was kind of a Renaissance man, he did a lot of different stuff. But I think uh, how many people under probably the age of 30 even know of him now? That, that's the issue. They know of certain roles, but they probably, oh, that's that guy. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to, they're <clears throat> not going to have his cookbooks. They're not going to have, I mean, just, and it's kind of tragic to me that he became that guy, that yeah. he's known as that guy. And I'm not saying that just because he's the only celebrity that has been compared to me and my raven-haired locks. Yeah, I, I just don't see it, James. I don't. It's see just it not there, man. I don't see it either. I get why I get it. Because I'm I didn't beer. say it. I'm just saying, out of out of all the people on the planet, the only person who has ever compared me to a celebrity went, huh, you kind of look like a young Dom DeLuise. I don't get I it either. I don't know why, but literally, it is the only actor I have ever been compared to. Not Cary Grant, which is pretty obvious, uh, not, not, he not said Rock Hudson. Again, hold on, hold on. Let me see. Look at the profile. Obviously, it should be Rock Hudson. Hey, hold on. Will you turn it sideways one more time and not say anything? Do 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 do. Three people out there are laughing right now, and they're in this room. They're Good in this evening. room. Good um, evening. Another. Anyway. <laughs> Another. Yes. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's, I, I just think it's really weird that he, in so many ways, is a cultural touchstone 
and was at least the background, I mean, was at least second banana in some of the biggest films of especially the 70s and early 80s. Absolutely. You want to talk about his television work? He had his own show. He had the Dom DeLuise show in 68. What else? Um, Ding dong. The, uh, the well, so I, I guess I, I've, I've talked about... Um, the, the, the hot stuff reference that we all know and love. But one of my favorite things that he did is from uh, the one of the films he did with Burt Reynolds. Maybe, Joe, is it the first film he did with Burt Reynolds? What? Is The End? But no. Yeah, it would have been The End. It would have been The End. Is, uh, the End the was first... the beginning. <laughs> it was the beginning of The End where he met Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it was um, the end of the beginning. The... Uh, but it has one of my all-time favorite quotes, and I'm, I'm looking for it, because it's literally one of the best uses of, here it is. Um, it's one, well, so the end is a very, very dark comedy. And the end is all about Burt Reynolds trying to kill himself and not being good at it. Uh, he's not successful. And he gets put in the asylum where he meets Dom DeLuise's character who has a great, it's, it's one of my favorite speeches. If I ever had to do a monologue, I wouldn't be able to do it because I could never do it. But it's one of my favorite ones. He, he has about a five minute rant about how his father was horrible and he ruined his life. And he's insane. I mean, he's, he's in this asylum. Um, and so the quote that he actually has is, uh, he goes off on a rant about how horrible his father is and how his father um, made all these horrible jokes about their their family themselves and all this other stuff and then he, he closes out this is a close after, imagine a five minute lecture imagine i just retold that stephen king connection story and this is how it ends uh after a long rant this is he finally brings up his mother and this is what he says my mother left us when i was a baby she just said bye bye i always respected her for that do you think this country will ever switch to the metric system <laughs> just no break nothing he is and once again and this movie was written by phil spillman he is uh and he, he's he's insane in the movie i won't give away the end of the movie but i'm going to give away the end of the movie he ends up that he becomes friends with burt reynolds and he chases him he decides basically still at the end of the movie that he's going to help kill him um and he chases it the movie ends with him chasing burt reynolds down the beach with a knife to kill it yeah that's, that's the end of the movie. So it's a very dark comedy, but I don't know. Dom DeLuise is just likable. And I, like, he is a literally a killer psychopath. And you're just like, that guy's funny. He's, he's worried about the metric system. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I love the, uh, uh, that, that kind of connection. Okay. I, I, now so. we, we do need to talk about another, he was in a TV show. It was in the Dom DeLuise show. But he was also in a TV show called what, James? Oh, that would be... Um, lots of oh, Luck? Yes, Lots of Luck. Thank you. You're I just welcome. Had, <laughs> I had a, you, have either one of you ever <laughs> seen Lots of Luck? What was I had it a about? Moment. You can get it on DVD now. It's, it's available and it's very highly ranked. Yeah, but um, what was it about? It is about... He it works basically at a bus terminal over the lost and found. I mean, very, very low prestige job. And like most shows of that time, it's not really about his job. 
it's about him having to deal with his family. And, and so you can kind of think of an on the family type setup because he lived with his mother who constantly nags him. And then he lives with also living with his mother is his sister and her deadbeat husband. And that was the show. It was all about them mocking one another or him having to deal with that, him having to have this very, I mean, mind numbing job working lost and found working at a bus terminal doing all this stuff dealing with customers all day right. and then he went home to be nagged and to have to deal with his sister and her deadbeat husband and her, his sister was more or less a space cadet useless kind right. of person and then also had this deadbeat husband that never did anything he was trying to help the family but at the same time didn't like the family um so yeah it's available on dvd and it's it's um like i said that is pretty high rankings. Uh, it did only last one season. Yeah, 24, um, 24 episodes. Yeah. So, um, and that's one thing uh, you need to talk about about let's you know his comedy style. Yeah. Because he was very. There's only one other person I can compare Dom DeLuise to, and that is Lou Costello. Really, I feel like both of them have kind of this the very similar comedic approaches to how they deliver their comedy. And Dom DeLuise, in in my opinion, in some ways, was superior to that delivery. That's a hell that, of a statement. Well, he was the nervous anxiety, you know, the he'd always bite his hand and deliver. <laughs> yeah, deli- you know, it go, is hilarious. You know, and bumbling the bumbling fool yeah, sometimes. Yeah. That was Dom DeLuise to a T, and nobody did it better than him, with the exception of Lou Costello. And, and in some ways, in some ways, if you if you compare cer- certain movies like Silent Movie, or We'll talk, and we'll we'll get into like loose cannons. Even though loose cannons is more of a serious role, um, or his live television appearances, like Win, Lose, or Draw, or the the various shows he was on in the eighties, he you, he will always grab your attention. Well, he's a very physical comedian. He's very physical. He's a great you, physical you think, character. Because to me, I always think of him as kind of the, and they overlap some of the time, but kind of the second coming of Zero Mostel. I don't, I, you know, that's, I, I get where you're coming from on that, but I don't see Zero Mostel as, as physical, as physical as Donald right. Trump. I don't I think mean, Zero Mostel was guys, as funny. But, huh? I think Zero, I don't think Zero Mostel was as funny. He was probably it. more talented in other ways. <clears throat> yeah. You know, he yeah, was, yeah. he was. I mean, he was very much, I mean, he could be funny. I love the producers. I love, you know, a funny thing happened on the way to the floor, floor. all of that stuff. But I, there's just something about, I, I think Dom DeLuise could could bounce around in characters a lot. I mean, even if we look at some of the very slapstick um, Cannonball Run, Captain Chaos, and all that stuff. I mean, it's bizarre and stupid and fun. And and anywhere else it shouldn't work. Yeah, and I didn't know when we'd get into Cannonball Run. I I figured we'd get into it in a few minutes after we got through some of his 70s films because I have a few comments. And then the same way of... And we're doing a retrospective, and we love Dom DeLuise. But he and John Candy do have that in common. They were both in about as many turkeys as stuffing. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. at the end of his run, he his grand total was like 150. And I would have done the same. He's a working actor. And, Make, and, and, and having we'll, a black. And we'll get into it, but a lot of his work was voiceover work, too. Yeah, a well, lot of voiceover work. I think that's one of the things that also becomes relevant is everything that I researched, everything I read beyond Wikipedia, beyond IMDb, actually pulling up different stuff of people talking about working with them. Mel Brooks comment that you kind of began with that, that you had to add time to filming the thing. Yeah. 
um, the movies that he directed, the movies that he, you know, got launched off the ground, um, even some of his later stuff that's epically forgettable, sadly, um, stuff like, you know, The Godson, um, <laughs> it's, it's so, uh, I, I mean, every comment about when he's on set is that how many times do we have to do a retake because he cracks people up or he does this or... And just his motions. So I, I, it seems like a lot of the stuff he did, he did just because, well, that'll be fun. Um, near the end of his life, he did an episode of Robot Chicken where they had Burt Reynolds come back. He and Burt Reynolds did that. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they're just at the end of the episode basically mocking the premise and they narrate throughout the entire right. credit. And it's hilarious. So, so it seemed to me that if he showed up, it was a good time. I, I agree. I want to talk about, because we talk about Burt Reynolds and we talk about Mel Brooks, but I, I forgot till I was researching him, and I don't, I knew it, but he worked with Gene Wilder three times, four times. Yep. Blazing yep. Saddles was one, but Gene Wilder directed him in three different movies. What were those movies? He, he, I forgot that he's in Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' Smarter oh, Brother. Oh, yeah. Which, right. by the way, is not a good movie, in my no, opinion. No, I'm Honeymoon. Well, hold on. World's Greatest Lover before we get to Haunted Honeymoon, which I don't think I've only ever seen scenes of. I don't think I've seen the whole movie. Have Five dollars at Walmart. Worth your time. Really? World's Greatest I mean, Lover? I've seen what you do with your time. It's worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about your baiting. Anyway, moving right along. I, I am just saying... Um, and Haunted yeah, Honeymoon. I remember watching Haunted Honeymoon on VHS in the 80s when it came I, out. I actually wore out my VHS tape of Haunted Honeymoon. That's and, how much I watched And the thing Haunted about Haunted Honeymoon is you did not watch it for anybody else other than who? Well, okay. I mean, I love Gene Wilder. But Dom DeLuise in drag. Yeah, I mean. As yeah. a kid. Later on, I bet if I watched Haunted Honeymoon now, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. But I bet I'd I, still enjoy Dom DeLuise. I've watched it recently. It's still enjoyable. Really? It is. Yes. Okay. But now, in all fairness, he loves that Sherman Helmsley ghost movie, too. So That's true. I did buy him a... a, a, a what's that shitty Nintendo movie? <laughs> Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. And it's hanging up in my in my office. Yes. He did want the one sheet theatrical of that, and it didn't make him happy. I'm just saying, though, that movie missed a chance by not going ahead and casting Captain Lou Albano to continue that role. I agree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, three times he's directed by Gene Wilder. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Well, no. Do you think it's also because Dom DeLuise shows up and works? Yeah. Like, he's funny? It's enjoyable. I, and this is going to be way off topic, but I heard a, uh, Eli Roth in an interview once, who's the director of Hostel for you all, don't know, which is, we went from Dom well, DeLuise to Eli Roth. recently the director Roth. of The House with the Clock the in the Wall. The House with the Clocks in the Wall, and he's got an AMC documentary going on right now that's, I'm I'm enjoying about the history of horror, but it's a little overdone, but that's beside the point. It's a little too artsy for me. That's, anyway. Over underdone. Yeah. Well, Dun it's, 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 it's pretty good. Eli Roth talked about that. He was he he said if you ever watched a movie and you thought, oh that guy's pretty good, huh? He's in a lot, but you know he's just pretty good. I guarantee MT that guy shows up on time and is easy to get along with. Yeah. And yeah. if they're talented, shows up on time and easy to get along with, they're going to work a hundred and fifty some movies. Yeah. 
don't yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. Because Dom yeah. DeLuise was nothing if not talented. Well, and I, I think, you know, uh, jumping back a little bit, um, you mentioned Failsafe, which has Henry Fonda in it. Yes. That's a name to conjure with. But, you know, he did... Um, uh, he was with Sid Caesar in The Busybody. I never he saw it. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore in What's So Bad About Feeling Good. They're not great movies. But then he's, you know, in A Doris Day, The Glass Bottom Boat. The Glass Bottom he- Boat. I've seen scenes from it. My mom was obsessed. I, I bet I've seen Pillow Talk dozens of oh, times when I, I was think- growing up. I think if you are of a certain age, you have a parent that makes you at least watch a couple Doris Day. Yeah, films. yeah, Pillow and and Lover Come Back to Me, which I always tells from the crypt has a has a play on that of an episode called Lover Come Hack to Me, and that only I I remember watching it with somebody, and only I was laughing. The um, but I think you know going back to that, that um, if you go back and look at the reviews for Glass Bottom Boat, Dom DeLuise wasn't a huge name at that time. That was nineteen sixty six. But one of the reviews highlighted him, saying that 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 actor, which of course was Don DeLuise, that played the dim-witted spy, just captured the movie. Yeah. And 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 you know when you're in a Doris Day movie and you distract from Doris Day, even in '66 he was doing something right. Yeah. He's in another crappy movie called Holy Moses. Have you ever guys ever seen Holy Moses yeah. with Dudley Moore? I I, uh, I have not seen it in a while but i, I richard pryor play, plays pharaoh <laughs> you've never seen it chad no do yourself a favor go out and look for holy moses uh dudley moore james correct me he's he's following moses it's kind of like a life of brian ripoff in the sense of brian thinks he's a messiah or wants to be a messiah and this guy thinks he could he's like but the he's brother not of a moses messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Right, right. Am I right, James? Is that the plot of Holy Moses? Yes, I think so. I mean, I, yeah. to be honest, I haven't. That, that's one that I need to add to my Delaware. You've never seen it? So I'm the only one I've seen it, and I haven't seen it in 20 years. I've seen it, but to be honest, I was hoping it was one that was going to come on like that um, in God We Trust with Marty Feldman at 4 a.m. on HBO, and it hasn't yet. It hasn't. So I vaguely remember maybe seeing it on TBS I may have a copy. I will let you guys know. I will check if that you out. Do, I would love to borrow that because I need to. So before we get into the Burt Reynolds ones that everybody remembers, there was a couple I thought we should talk about. The Holy Moses was one. So if you guys haven't seen it, I know you've seen Loose Cannons. Of course. Loose Cannons stars who? Gene Hackman, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd. and Dom DeLuise. Or we and wouldn't be talking of... about Loose Cannons on our Dom DeLuise episode. Well, just asking, smartass. <laughs> it's one of our friend's favorite movies. Who's that? Craig. Oh. Are well, you shocked by this? No. But I know, love it as well. I'll be honest. It's, a, it's not a great movie, but every time it's on, I stop. I like it, too. It's where not the, a good the, movie. The, the but meat, I, meat, boom. Yeah. No, I'm good. I love yeah, that. Yeah, and I like it, too, for Dan Aykroyd and Gene Ackman. I'd like to know who was sitting in the meeting. He goes, you know who we need to put together. Do you guys know who that's directed by? No. Bob Clark. Really? Bob Clark, you know, the same man that gave us Porky's, the same man that gave us a Christmas story. story, and the same man that gave us Rhinestone. Do uh. you know the, the the connection it has to launching a major murder investigation? Okay, hold on. Is this a, is this a legitimate tie, or is this like... And yes, then we Chad. found out Stephen King's name was spelled with a G. 
Well, at the end, yeah. Can okay. You, uh, All right. Tell us how it's tied to a legitimate. This is a, this is a true story. So that um, they were uh, so we loose cannons ended up accidentally launching a major murder investigation because somebody was basically dumping trash, and they they looked down and they saw what looked like film negatives that had been cut up. <clears throat> well, they ended up look. They glanced down and they held them up, and they it looked like a murder scene. It looked very grisly. And so they went, oh, crap. They contacted the police. The police came out and collected these and started to put them together. And finally, they, they, they kind of reconstructed them. And they eventually realized that in one of them, you can see Dan Aykroyd in the background. But they had already said that they had found documentation of this grisly murder scene. Dan Aykroyd's comment on it was... They should have left the entire movie in the junkyard where it belonged. <laughs> well, I don't up. think it's that bad. No, I actually, I really, and people look, really hate it. Yeah, and I really, really enjoy it. So, so what is Loose Cannons? Loose Cannons is a buddy cop movie. Gene right. Hackman's uh, the, I wouldn't even say he's like he's the straight man, he's but the he's straight man kind of. But he's kind of like the he's the uh, he's the uh, hair trigger. A cop who's like always on edge, who's always defying the rules, and then Dan Aykroyd comes in and partners him, and and he has dissociative identity disorder, which may very well be Dan Aykroyd not acting. Right, and in in moments of stress, Dan Aykroyd will jump into a different different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, lots of pop culture illusions thrown everywhere. Yeah, right. So and it's all That's about it. it's all about them trying to solve a murder of a bunch of people dressed up in Alice in Wonderland characters. And Dom DeLuise plays the Queen of Hearts. Yep. And if and I'm not, and we don't want to give away the twist in case people want to actually go see it as to what they're actually no, no. investigating. But if you're wanting to know where this movie ranks, it's well above that movie that John Claude Van Damme did with Rob Schneider, where they have to stop the illegal gene production. Double Team? No, that's Dennis Rodman. What's the difference? Well, Double Team is a is an allusion to basketball. I yeah. can't believe you're getting upset about this. I'm not. I just. Don't know what is the See now so, it's gone out so of my head. What upset is the name about it? Oh, what's the what's word? Also, double team stars Mickey Rourke. What's what? the I don't Anyway, why are we talking about Jean Claude Van Damme? Let's no, go. I was just saying, that. Loose Cannons is way better than that, and people need to know that. Yes, it's also way better than Double Team. I've never seen any. I've never seen Double Team. I've seen I Double Team, and I regret every minute of it. I, when it came then out, why I really are you hoping, defending it, man? I'm not defending it. When it came out, I was really hoping the Robert Schneider vehicle would be better than Rush Hour, but it was not. Oh, okay. Lord. And then there, he's also in a terrible movie called Silence of the Hams that James loves. James loves. Shut up! That movie is awesome. No, it's not. Once again, though, and this is what I will say: <laughs> two weeks in a row that we're going to talk about Silence of the Hams. You can badmouth that movie all you want, but every time Dom DeLuise is on screen, I laugh. Well, yeah. From his from the stupid comment where all of a sudden he's standing there and he flips up on the ceiling and Billy Zane says, unbelievable, the man doesn't even obey the law of gravity. this in the last episode. People are going to be listening going, did I just listen to this shit? No, no, what? but, I mean, just the, there, the stupid there, wordplay that Dom DeLuise the stupid wordplay that Dom DeLuise does with Agent Joe D. Foster, um, played by Billy Zane. Billy Zane's best role? Plus, plus, if you like films that star, that kind of are throwbacks, it's one of the last films of Martin Balsam. I never brought this up. Larry Storch. Yeah. 
Um, the guy that also was in Nearly Departed with Eric Idle that played the dad. I don't know. Stuart Patankin. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, why do I John know Aniston's that? in it. Yeah, this is. Te- yes, why are we still John talking Carpenter, about it? John Carpenter, Mel Brooks, um, Joe, Joe Dante. Dante. Yeah, it sucks, dude. John Landis. Anyway, now that we got all that out of the way, you own a copy of The Brain That Wouldn't Die. You don't get a vote. That that has no bearing on this. Why don't you go watch Double Team with Rob Schneider? I can't say anything about Silence of the Hands. I never did get a chance to watch it. So. It's pretty bad. What? No, no. I would not recommend people rush out to see Silence of the Hands. I dislike it. Okay. It's a guilty pleasure. Yes, we've got that out of the way. Do you want to talk about his voice work, or do we want to talk about the Burt Reynolds pictures? Might as well go into Burt Reynolds. Let's start with Burt Reynolds, because that came earlier for the most part. And also, the Burt Reynolds ties into the animated. Okay. Yeah. So, we have Cannonball Run. We have Smokey and the Bandit Part 2. We have The End. We've already talked about The End. What? And my favorite. Knock off. Knock what? Knock off. Knock off. That's a Jean-Claude Van Damme Rob Schneider movie. It's called Oh, my Knock God. <laughs> What's the difference? See? I say it to everything. It came out the same time as Rush Hour. It was indeed a knockoff. Can I tell you all something? The best, and I know we have all these other ones in here, and Cannonball Run, even if you, it's a shitty movie, and it's not a great movie, but it's so entertaining. It has so many great actors in it, just being themselves. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that that was a lot of fun to make. Probably not. Paul Williams used to say about the Smoking the Bandit films, he played Little Enos. Those were a hell of a lot of fun to make and a hell really hard to watch. (laughs) That being said, best little whorehouse in Texas. Texas. Actually, I was thinking today may very well be my favorite Dom DeLuise role. He plays the reporter. Dom Hmm? Dom DeLuise said that one of the hardest people to ever keep up with because she was so quick-witted with Dolly Parton. Oh, really? You need to do an entire episode about Dolly Parton. Because, yeah, he said that literally... People like, love he, Dolly Parton. She would cause him to break. That's hilarious. That that Because she would just out of left field mutter something and it would kill him. And uh, so his exact quote was, he loved working with her, but he never knew what she was going to say next. So, you know, uh, Smokey and the Bandit Part 2 was the sequel to Smokey and the Bandit. That that's that's a good segue. Dom DeLuise, uh, I'm just broken up into this, so I don't know what else to talk about about Smoking a Bandit Part Two. I know it was a terrible segue. Dom DeLuise plays the elephant doctor. Yeah, yeah. Cause see, Joe, after <laughs> you have a baby elephant, you don't want to go on a ride. You just want to go. Whoop. Yep. That's a line. Yeah, it's not a good movie, guys. No. 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 It was one of those things, I was reading a review of it and said, um, sequels are often tough because it just repeats the first one. Uh, and, and the review went on to say, it looks like this one didn't even bother to watch the first one. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they've got, a, they got the same director, we've got the same actors, we even brought in new actors, and uh, turns out they blew their wad on the first one there. So Cannonball well, Run... The, the, Luckily, they brought it all back together with Smokey and the Bandit 3. <laughs> and you know why they couldn't bring them back together? What? No Dom DeLuise. No Dom DeLuise. Do you guys like Cannonball Run? It's, it is, and I know you're going to say, but it, I love it for the same reason I do like 
silence of the hand. I just, no, no, they, no, they're not the same in the same ballpark. No, they're not. But it's it's you can tell that was a lot of fun to make. It would have been cool to be on set. Let's see if I can read off everybody that's in it. So we have Burt Reynolds, Farrah Fawcett, Dom DeLuise, Roger Moore. Okay, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Farr as the Sheik, Terry Bradshaw, Mel Tillis, Jackie Chan. People forget this was the first American Jackie Chan film. And he was dubbed over, right? I think so. Yeah. And Michael Huey. No idea who that is. Did I miss anybody, guys? I don't know. Do you think I missed anybody? I'm trying to remember. Um, Actually, Mel Tillis is also in Smokey and the Bandit Part 2. Did you get Richard Keel? I was going to oh, Richard Keel. I almost said Richard Keel, but then I... Okay. For our friends who we go to the race sometimes with, Richard Keel's also in it. Yeah. Of Ega fame. Yeah. Yeah, there it, you go. It, Not of Jaws <laughs> fame, of no. Moonraker. <laughs> uh, anyway. Or even Billy Madison. Or not Billy Madison. Happy um, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, sorry. So, Ega... Cannonball Run was directed by Hal Needham. Hal Needham is a national treasure. Actually, we should do a whole episode on Hal Needham. But that being said, if you get a chance and you like movies and you like stunts, you should go read Hal Needham's autobiography and then read Kane Hodder's autobiography if you're into stunts. And he he started out as a um, he was a stunt man who worked his way through the industry, lived with Burt Reynolds in Burt Reynolds' guest house for ten years and. He, be, he directed Smokey and the Bandit and pretty much put him on the map for as a director for the next probably 10 years. Does yeah. that sound about right? Yep. Through the most of the mid-80s. And the Cannonball Run is about this famous race that goes across the United States called the Cannonball. And they got a bunch of celebrities in the sense of it's a mad, 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 mad mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And they threw them in there and it's an action comedy. And it probably is pretty dated, but if I bet if I sit down, I'd smile and laugh as I watched it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Anything to add, guys? Um, Cannonball Run 2 had almost all of them back, and it's even worse than the first one. <laughs> and it actually added Frank Sinatra's in it. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> Thanks, guys. Once again, <laughs> no, once again... I would have loved to be on set. I am sure. Oh my God! Can you? That no, was a great I bet time. Cannonball Run was hilarious. And and, and they, Dom DeLuise probably had everybody rolling. Dom and Dom DeLuise played two characters. He well, he played a man who had a split personality, mm-hmm. who was the mechanic for JJ, who was played by Burt Reynolds. Oh my God! I pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> Look it up. His name's JJ. Yep. I'm almost positive. JJ, and his he he was the mechanic, and his other personality was. Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. He just show up in a cape. <laughs> Think about this horse shit. <laughs> Again, made no sense. Red sense. I'm saying it out loud laughing. I'm Captain. He would run off camera, come back as Captain Chaos. Red, Red Hood, basically, poorly yeah. cut out eyes. It never fit right. No. Nope. And it only, only made it that much funnier. And another great thing with Hal Needham, specifically Cannonball Run, is something that they made fun of in... Later in Will Ferrell films, uh, they do it in Talladega Nights is the end credit scene where they do the outtakes. Mm-hmm. And if you watch it, they actually have the cut from Cannonball Run of Burt Reynolds screwing up lines. Oh, did it? Yes. Oh, wow. I don't remember that. That's yes. awesome. Yes, it's in there. And it cuts to where Burt Reynolds goes, no, keep on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're great. They're fun. Nobody took them seriously. They're action comedies. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. I don't go into any of these films expecting this. This will be a film that redefines the genre. No! Oh, and by the way, I'm sitting here wishing I could just put on Cannonball Run. This always happens to me when we're doing this. The, um... But, you know, talk about Burt Reynolds and all that stuff. Burt Reynolds, um, also... And maybe a lot of people don't know this, and I don't mean to step on if we do a Burt Reynolds episode, but Burt Reynolds had a theater. Mm -hmm. Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater. Yeah, uh, and and so the Burt Reynolds Theater in Jupiter, Florida. Mm -hmm. Where he lived. That's where he died, actually. um, He actually asked Dom DeLuise to direct a lot of the plays there. Mm -hmm. There's so a lot Dom of famous Lee's actors and people who who were in the plays and also directed plays for the Burt Reynolds Theater. So stage productions, he directed... Directed, uh, did, did? Um, Kurt, um, Kurt, Burt Reynolds and Carol Burnett in Same Time Next Year. Wouldn't you love to have um, seen that show? Butterflies mm-hmm. are... What now? I would have loved to have seen that show with Burt Reynolds and Carol Burnett. That'd oh, be yeah. great. Butterflies Are Free, which Burt Reynolds was in. Uh, Brighton Beach Memoirs, which actually was Peter DeLuise, did the, it was his, I guess, uh, stage premiere. Mm-hmm. And he actually directed the musical Jump, uh, which starred his wife. Mm. Um, so Burt Reynolds actually had him directing plays in Florida as well. So that, that friendship, again, I mentioned earlier on, and we'll, we'll continue on this thread, obviously, but Don DeLuise was doing a lot of stuff. He was all over the place. I think I'd give my right nut and James's kidney to have one night in Jupiter, Florida at dinner with Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, and Charles Nelson Riley. Because Charles Nelson Riley ran the theater for a while. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Would you not give James's left kidney for that? Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. his right one. And his right one. James, your dolls yeah, no. bound, sir. No, no, it's 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 true because that's Can you imagine other... that dinner conversation though? That'd have been hilarious. So, the uh, and, and by the way, I'm going to come back to the Charles Nelson Riley connection later. Because that's, okay. that's its own thing. Well, um, the only thing else, I, I mean, we've got to talk about the voiceover work. I, I do want to go back to, I, and honestly, I wasn't being sarcastic earlier. His best role, in my opinion, right now, if thinking back over it, as I love the best little whorehouse in Texas, it's a musical. It's based on a state. It's based on the stage musical, correct? Before it was a movie, right? And it's that. about a Texas whorehouse that's famous called the Chicken Ranch. And they, uh, he, uh, Burt Reynolds plays a small town sheriff and they get investigated by a guy who's famous. He's a famous investigative reporter played by Dom DeLuise. Mm-hmm. And they find out about it and he has to, now the country knows and he has to shut down the Chicken Ranch. And it's ran by a madam played by Dolly Parton. Also, it has a great dance scene by Charles Durning. Hmm. Yeah, it does. As the governor. Yeah. Do a little. I love it. <laughs> Anybody got a copy of that? Let's watch it now. Let's turn the show off. <laughs> <laughs> um. You mentioned uh, Holy Moses. Uh, another movie that was a miss that he could not save was the Mae West film Sextet. I've never seen it. I haven't either. That's actually one that I couldn't even find a copy of. But it literally, everywhere I look, said it's an absolute disaster. Like they say that Holy Moses, Dom DeLuise is the best part of Holy Moses. 
um, all of that stuff, but there is no, uh, no, no real defining safety thing in there. So well, anyway, well, I'm being reminded that we're running low on time. So I do want to talk about his voice. I do want to talk about some of his voiceover work and his writing because he was also a writer. He wrote two, three cookbooks, James, right? Yes. Hold them up. Well, the first cookbook James doesn't have, it was called Eat This. And, and so the second one is Eat This Too, my personal copy of Eat This Too. Um, and these came about because in 1999, he actually came out and said he was over 330 pounds. Um, and he wasn't an overly tall man to begin with. And he's 5'9", I think. Um, so he, he said something has to be done. Um and by the way, the, the, the reviews on the back of the book, John Lithgow, Dennis Franz, Angie Dick, 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 Dickinson, and Mel Brooks. Um, mm-hmm. But the books, I mean, literally, like there's jokes in the books. Like they're, they're really, uh, mm-hmm. so he did these books. And one of the quotes, and he, this, before he started doing the books, he did appear on a lot of cooking shows because he actually really liked to cook. And one of his famous quotes about why he got into cooking was, he said, well, when I turned 14, I realized I was, I could cook, so I just started doing that. It was either that or I had to go through puberty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the third one, which is a little bit less known, but I think it was the last one he did, um, was um, Don DeLuise, Eat This Again. And all of them have the line somewhere on the cover, it'll make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a reference to his mother. His mother, right. His mother mm-hmm. Would always tell him if something happened and all that stuff, much of the way, same way my mother did. And I, you know what? My mom didn't say it, but I feel that way about life. You have a good day. Oh, let's celebrate by eating something. You have a bad day. I know what will cheer you up. Well, food. I, I think where I grew up, how I grew up, we always had food. So that's how you celebrate. We didn't have a ton of money. We didn't have, so I, I think knowing his history, knowing that he was the son of a garbage man and a homemaker, mm-hmm. food was probably how they celebrated as well. Right. He also wrote two children's books, Charlie the Caterpillar and Goldilocks and the Three Bears, The Real Story. Yep. <laughs> James. Thanks, buddy. No, if, you, if you've never read Goldilocks and the Three Bears, The Real Story, it is actually really funny. Oh, I, I've never read it. I may buy it. For an adult, it is actually really funny. Yeah. So other than him being a great chef, let's talk about his, we'll end with his voiceover work. Uh, there, I've got three big movies down that he was a voice in. He was in a voice in Secret of Nam. Yeah, he was a voice in American Tale. Who was he the voice of in American Tale? He was the cat. The cat. I, 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 I honestly have no recollection of it. Oh. And obviously, I've actually never seen Lambert. And, Lamb and, the Ameri- Tom, and American Tale, by the way, is phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, I remember Favos goes Favos goes west much more. American Tale is actually. He better. also plays the cat in that. Yes. James. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. But there's no cats in America, and the streets are filled with cheese. I know that, but I cannot tell you one scene in that movie. All right, and All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is also Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yes. However, they made a sequel to All Dogs Go to Heaven. Burt Reynolds didn't do the voice. several sequels and a TV series, and Dom DeLuise did them all. I just remember the sequel, and it was Charlie Sheen who took over the voice after Burt Reynolds in the second one. Was it Charlie? I thought it was Stephen Weber. I thought it was Charlie Sheen. Look it up. I I think you're both right, because they did... All Dogs Go to Heaven, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, and All Dogs Go to Heaven Christmas Carol, and then they did the TV series. Well, no one asked me to do it. He also worked on C-Lab, as I was looking that up. C-Lab 2032, yes, he played, because his son was one of the stars of the show. Yeah. And he played, um, he did a guest appearance. But 
my favorite appearance from him in a semi-series show is Stargate. Oh, he's, his if, son was in Stargate, though, right? His son was also in Stargate, and it is one of the... It, it's a great episode, because once again, I would just imagine that was a hard episode to get through, because in the episode, he effectively plays kind of a computer virus, except it gets into the human brain, and they have to leap back to put him back, but nobody can see him except for the group of three or four of them, whatever it is, that jump through the portal to get him, that in, were infected with him. So it's pretty much like he's a ghost that only they can see and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then at the end they have to travel back and they reunite him with his, basically he's the humorous side of this being that also is played by Dom DeLuise, but he's played very seriously and they have to fuse them back together. The entire episode, I, I, I'll, I'll admit, I don't watch a lot of Stargate, but I happened to catch it when Stargate used to rerun on the sci-fi channel. Yeah. And as soon as Dom DeLuise appeared and started messing with uh, MacGyver, uh, I couldn't stop laughing, so I watched the entire episode, and I, that's so. There you go. One of my favorites too, and I just watched it the other day. I hadn't saw it in a long time. I've been on an Amazing Stories kick, and like I said, eventually I want to do an episode about Amazing Stories. He was in one that was directed by Burt Reynolds, and he plays he he plays guilt, and he has a really good time being guilt. And then he is on goes on a cruise. He's sent there by Charles Durning once again. I can't imagine it was directed by Burt Reynolds. And starred also Lonnie Anderson as Love. And guess who he falls in love with? If you guess Love, oh, you I, might be right. I was going to say Liza Minnelli. Yeah, so it's a pretty, it's a fun episode. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Are we good? With... I, there's a couple things that I, I do want to throw is. out because he did do so much. Um, uh, one of uh, one of my other favorite lines by him that he was giving an interview. And he got very serious during the interview. And if you can find this interview, the look on his face as he delivered this line proves that he could have been a serious actor. During the interview, he looked at the person doing the interview and said, I want to be real with you right now. I want to be honest. I'm actually a thin, serious person. (laughs) But I play fat and funny. But only for movies. Yep. And didn't smile, didn't do anything. And it was just one of the, uh, the great things. The other thing that I want to talk about is, say what you will about um, Silence of the Hands, but there's one movie he did that when I was doing research, I was like, I haven't heard of this one at all. And so I went and I had to find out about this movie. And I don't know how this movie was made, um, but it stars your favorite um Film production company that worked with Chuck Norris a lot, Joe. Oh, oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Going bananas. Yes, and and do you know the story behind how that movie got made? Dom DeLuise was added after the fact to pay Big Bad Bob or whatever that his role was. Uh, the big star it, of the movie was, was the going to be Clyde. Yeah. From every which way but loose. Yeah. I kid you not, if you go and look up the history of that movie, they met with Clyde's agents and Clyde. The the chimp was in the room. I and be, they said, listen, this I will believe be great it's an orangutan, thing. sir. But anyway. I'm sorry. The orangutan. This will be great for your client. This can launch a franchise. So you'll have the every which way you can franchise. You'll have this. And the orangutan people turned it down. So, Joe, do you know who they cast? Who? The Chimp is played by none other than Deep Roy, who most of the kids today will 
know as the Oompa Loompas in the Johnny Depp in the Chocolate Factory, or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, or we'll know as Kenzer from the Star Trek films. Yeah. Uh, and the Snail Rider from NeverEnding Story. Which is his best role. Yeah, even though it's not his voice. Right next to the Rock Muncher. Or is it the carpet? No, you, you got it. Rocket, mun- rocket Muncher. <laughs> rocket um, Carpet. You, Jesus. Carpet Rocket Muncher. To the rescue! I prefer the quiet dignity of cancer, but that's just me. Anyway, Did he say he um, preserves the quiet dignity of cancer? Kenzer, that's the name of the character from Star oh, Trek. Oh, he don't say nothing. He don't yep. say nothing. That's why it's quiet dignity, Joe. Anyway, moving right along. They talk about holy bananas or whatever the hell that was. Going bananas. Going bananas for the documentary about... Um, Cannon? Cannon. <laughs> yeah. Electric boogaloo. Anyway. All right, guys. Yeah, so, so literally, that, and so that, that's my closing comment is, he really was a renaissance man. He directed stage plays. He was in stage plays. He's he a theater actor, cooking. TV actor. He did all of those different things. He's actually, uh, it, in the Muppet Show, he holds the uh, the credit for being the only person to be able to get Miss Piggy to shut up. I've, you know what? And we could have talked about the Muppet Show. He's also in the Muppet movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's in episodes of the Dean Martin Show. We talked about it. He's also in episodes of the Munsters. Yep. I saw that. Um, Please Don't Eat the Daisies, The Girl from Uncle, Uncle mm. The Ghost. So, I mean, he was all over the place. The Girl and... from Uncle. Yes. There Uncle? actually was a spinoff called The Girl from Uncle. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, what's it about? And if the silence is me and James hitting our heads. But the the um, the other thing that I will say real quick is he did act with his his kids a lot. His so if you're ever playing Six Degrees of Separation, Third Rock from the Sun will get you Dom DeLuise, John Lithgow every time. Yep. All so right. I mean, just phenomenal talent. I love Dom DeLuise. He's one of my favorite people. That if I see him on TV, I stop. I don't care what the role is. Yeah, and if you and if you're watching this episode or listening to this episode. Uh, congratulations for getting this far. <laughs> we didn't. Um, yeah, we didn't. Um, even if you haven't heard of Dom DeLuise or you, you're, you're not sure if you know who Dom DeLuise is, check out some of his movies. And, he, and actually, the cookbooks are, if you are if you like to cook, you should check out the cookbook. I'm they actually going to pick up a copy of the cookbook because I don't own them. And I think I think Christy and I would enjoy you, that. And YouTube some of his TV TV appearances because you will, you will leave feeling a little bit brighter of your day. Yes. And if you don't, you don't have a soul. And on that, please go to SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Yes, James. Buy the cookbooks of Dom DeLuise, Vincent Price, and previous guest Nick Brown. Yeah, and Nick Brown. That's right. Go out and buy Nick Brown's cookbook as well. All three of those cookbooks are phenomenal. You should check them out. Um, And I've realized this is pretty obvious now. I'm fascinated by people that act and also, or act or write and also have cookbooks. God, I'm fat. You could eat more. I'm going to as soon as we quit filming. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Share us on your social media and add us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Subscribe, rate us, download us, tell everybody how amazing we are and how we're the only ones with balls enough to do an hour on Dom DeLuise because Dom DeLuise is important and should not be forgotten. Thank you so much. This has been Bubba. And would you send us a pizza on occasion? Is it that much to ask? 
Jeez. Unless Jesus. it's Donato's. Unless Donato's wants to sponsor us, and then that which case, Donato's is the best pizza I've ever had. I love their pepperonis. Yeah, I do. Pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you. And this topic of this episode is, or I should say the topic of this episode is... Why did you go did Italian? You welcome to Bonehead. Are people welcomed yet? No, yes, we done did all that. We done did all that. We done did all that. Did we? Duh, duh. Duh, duh, Start from the top. So, yeah. James, we're pretending you've just said something about... <laughs> Most people will pretend I just said something. <laughs> <laughs> You've mastered every one of my students. <laughs> <laughs>